Welcome. In three, two, one. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Why do you still have the banner up? I wasn't cued to take it away. A little slow, Monday. You know, Mondays, am I right? Um, Andy, how was your weekend? I had, uh, I had my Bluetooth hooked up to my phone too. So that was overtaking <laughs> me and I couldn't hear anything you said. How was your weekend? Well, no, I still can't hear you. What the hell is going on? Well, you just keep talking while Andy figures out why. All right. Well, my weekend could have been better. There. Obviously a Raven. Uh, can can other people hear Drew? I'm sure. Um, Probably just know, me. Hopefully, hopefully, we have to it's edit this interesting out. episode. I'm just gonna Maybe have to not. lip read. Happy Monday to everyone in the chat. Seen some good questions already. Happy Happy Monday. He did ask on my weekend. Well, my weekend was good. I thought um, it snowed a little, but not too much. And football was fun. We had three competitive games, and then also the Rams played. <laughs> uh, tr- truthfully, I didn't. I said this earlier to someone. I didn't think the Cleveland game was going to be competitive. All of a sudden, uh, we had some. What I don't. I don't know what happened to Mahomes. I don't know who caused that. I could have been anyone. <clears throat> uh, it's actually it was the chief social media uh, intern who was out there pumping up Dirty Dan uh, and you know ex- being excited about that very obviously illegal play. Um, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? You're still. No, I can hear still, you. Oh, you can't hear. No, me. I can hear you. <clears throat> um. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go beginning to end. I think I think you know, I, I obviously like my weekend was fine overall. It was fun. It was beautiful here. Here in Southern California, we're getting summer in January. It is. It was. I think it was like 80 degrees, 80 something, and hot in the sun on Same Saturday. Here. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was full on summertime here. And um, surf's been pretty good too. Uh, a little offshore wind. It's been it's been pretty nice. Uh, Would have liked the Ravens win, obviously, not to be. Um, you know that was a fun run, but it's uh, it's over. The um, yeah, very that one that one turned on a dime more so. Yeah, than- we'll have a lot of thoughts on that. We'll get to it. Um, I didn't think the quality of football was as, as high as I had anticipated or hoped. Really? No, um, there, there was. A, we said this last week. We said we'd lost a bunch of the bad coaches. We weren't going to have to deal with some bad coaching decisions, and yet, I thought we still had some bad coaching decisions. Obviously, yeah. it's really tough. Really tough to ask somebody to go for a fourth and eight that deep in their own ends or their side of the field. But the fact that you wasted a timeout on a on a bad challenge and another one earlier. The fact that you had one timeout, it kind of forced your hand, and the Browns never saw the ball again. So, uh, you know, real tough. If I think in either case, 
you got to stop Kansas City from getting a first down. It's a lot worse if they're on your side of the field. But man, the, the the way they'd been playing the, the whole second half, I guess, was kind of indicative of what was going to happen. Some of the plays they were calling when they were down, it's like, are, are they reading the scoreboard wrong? The, these running plays up the middle and these little screens that are going nowhere on the side to the running back. Targeting Chubb. Yeah, these are these are yeah, targeting Chubb at all later. So, um, yeah, it's some some of the play calling there leading up to that was trash. But I I would have gone for the fourth. I would have gone for the fourth and eight, just because of the fact that I only had one timeout. I think with three timeouts, I'm fine punting that away. But with one timeout, it kind of it, it makes yeah. it a lot more of a fifty fifty call for me. So we're all out yeah, of order here. Just, but I I agree with you. I would have gone for it, but not for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. Uh, and yeah, the, it's pretty clear that leading up to that fourth and long, uh, the play calling on that drive was suspect in general. Um, but that specific decision, if you don't make it, who cares? You've actually you've taken some of the aggressiveness out of Kansas City's court. Right, they are more likely to settle for run, 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 field goal attempt because they're in field goal range, right? And even worst case scenario, if you give up a touchdown there, you at least get the ball back, and you, you know, then you have to score a touchdown and get the onside kick. At least, you know, the only way that you never see the ball again is by punting it away. Like, like, like in the in the in the array of outcomes, the only way. You don't get the ball, you know. You, you know that that you know by punting it away, uh, you're pretty much guaranteeing that. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's like the when they let Gurley score, and yeah. you know that's a, that's a fringe case because of the fact that they somehow managed to win that game. But th- that was it. Like if Gurley goes down, you you lose the game or you, the game is over. Yeah, Whereas, you can carry him into the end zone, escort the guy into the end zone, though. Yeah, and, you know, it's a different yeah, story. Anyway, anyway, that, we'll get was, to a little, little more detail of that. I didn't, I didn't like the decision. Fourth, you know, four minutes left in the game. Um, and honestly, if and really not not if, setting if, yourself up for a shorter for a fourth down was yeah the play. Right. I mean, the play calling was the the real you know. The, Punting on fourth and eight wasn't a problem. It was a yeah. result of a problem. And, to be, and, and you want to be you want to be a little more you want to be a little more. Uh, uh, reflective. If you can't stop Chad Henney when you have him third and fourteen with the game on the line, then you don't deserve to win. I guess is really what that's it comes probably, down to. Um, yeah, that was that. You know, the, and honestly, like the fourth down call. You know, Andy Reid being aggressive and you know the throw to Tyree Kill, like you know calling a throw. Uh, you know, like the. The way they set it up, the arc was beautiful. The fact that they even needed to do that, though, was uh, you know, you know, that was a little bit of a bailout. <laughs> um, the fact that they were even third and fourteen was a little bit of a bailout. The fact that Henny scrambled for thirteen and a half yards was a, was a little bit of a lucky, um, you know, lucky play for them. But that was a wild game. We'll get to that one. But let's start with Green Bay, who kicked off the festivities divisional weekend with a home thumping of the LA Rams. Uh, the most commonly, um, I guess, way of framing this on the way into the game was, yeah, Jalen Ramsey versus Devontae Adams, and is Aaron Donald going to matter? And this is the toughest defense Green Bay has faced. And Green Bay, yeah, Green Bay never really looked uncomfortable offensively in the entire game. They scored 32 points. 32. And it didn't look all that effort 
if efforting, it didn't really Effort, look too effortful. effortful. It wasn't that tough for them effortful. to get to 32 in this game. Um, they had a couple of big plays in the second half, you know, the big run by Aaron Jones, big pass played Alan Lazard. Um, but the fact that they were able to hit home runs in that game uh, when they needed them is a testament to good coaching, good preparation. Um, Rams were, you know, they were a little out of their league, I thought. It didn't seem but, that close. What did you think? There was a tweet. Yeah, there was a tweet that I saw that – and this was pre-game. This may have been even during the week. And I just – I had to agree with it early on. And it said – and this is probably what kept me – you know, and the line movement. We, You know, if you if you miss the number on the Rams, there's no sense taking the Rams at like plus six and a half. So someone said – I don't know if it's Ben Baldwin or someone in that whole realm – basically just said, I don't know, man. I think a really good offense is just going to beat a really bad defense. Really a really good offense beats a really good defense. Anytime. It's still, you know, it's still just that kind of league, though, the way the rules have changed, the way these teams have drawn up plays. It, and, and really, once we got to game time and we started to see what was happening, like Aaron Donald was not 100%. Not only was he not 100%, but they did a good job of taking him out of some of the plays. Uh, a couple of uh, a couple of the offensive linemen for Green Bay, who I can't name right now, deserve some praise because they did a good job up front. They kept, you know, they kept Rodgers fairly clean, and the the play calling was just good against. The, it was a really good defense. It was the best defense, you know, left in the playoffs. Probably the best defense in the league. And yeah, they they put up 32. They hit plays when they needed to. They did it on the ground. They did it in the air. Um, yeah, the effortful effortfulness. And now they have, but he spread the ball around. Yeah, Adams had nine catches, a lot of short stuff. I think his longest catch was like twenty yards. But they, they, you know, as they are, as they are want to do, they did pass it around quite a bit to Scantling, Lazard. You know, Lazard with the long catch, I think, was the ended up being the leader. And then he yeah, had the long run. So. I, I didn't. I didn't have a lot of takeaway from Green Bay. I mean, it's kind of what you expected from them, isn't it? Um, let's reflect on the market a little. Uh, market was very hot on the Rams. Yeah, all week that thing was bet one way. Um, not a lot of support for Green Bay in this one, and the market support for the Rams was the wrong side. Period. Fair price on this was north of seven. I think is pretty clear. Um, similarly, the market was hot on the under here. Bet this total down all week. It went one way, down, down, down. Um, that was the wrong side. Uh, Jared Goff was fine. His thumb might have been broken and had surgery on it 14, 12 days prior, whatever it was. Um, but he looked fine in the cold weather. And it was, you know, the, the offense for the Rams didn't have much imagination. They didn't really, uh, they couldn't make a couple of, you know, they had a, they, they, <clears throat> They were fragile in that every key mistake they made cost them big time, right? A sack. One, you know, Goff gets sacked once. It was like game. You know, Kenny Clark got a sack on a second down at one point when the Rams were down. You know, they were kind of within sniffing distance. And it was like, oh, okay, well, now it's second, now it's, you know, now it's third and infinity. Like they have no hope. Um, you know, it was, it was there was a very clear stealing on the Rams offense. Um, and that prevented them really from being in this game. Uh, lowest total on the board at the close only game that went over that, uh, yeah. it's kind of fun. Um, 
And and the injury stuff, as we've seen time and time again, not just in the playoffs, but in regular season games too, the injury stuff was all over. And you read one person's report, you read Dr. Chow, you read Dr. Who, you read Dr. Everybody. They all have opinions on this. And nobody was right. I was wrong. I thought of everybody like Cup. Oh, it's just a, bru- a bruise. He'll be fine. Like that seemed like uh, an overreaction on, on last Sunday where all cups should be fine. And then I thought for sure, like Donald, you know, Donald, they'll just shoot him up. He'll be fine. If he does, if he says he's going to play, he's going to play hard. He was ineffective. And for real, I was pretty sketched out by that thumb and I'm, I'm, you know, going into the game. I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if he looks awful and he looked just fine. Yeah. No, that, that's yeah. I mean, he looked golf fine. You know, he looked fine for Jared Goff, but his numbers weren't terrible either. So, the the injury stuff was all over. And I guess maybe the market was reacting to some of that. Were there any meaningful injuries for Green Bay in this game, or did they come out of this relatively healthy? I think they were pretty healthy. I'm going to have to double check on that. Okay. I thought they were pretty healthy too. Um, Did the replacement for David Bakhtiari? He was fine. Yeah. All of the reasons, all of the handicapping that went into that game, I felt like all of it went out the window. There really wasn't much that I thought in the ultimately that was said that was postulated about the game really mattered. Um, Green Bay is a better team. They played better offensively and they won. Um, They move on. They host the NFC title game. Let's talk about Saturday night where Saturday night. I obviously don't have a super clear head on this because I was so emotionally invested in the Ravens doing well. Um, I feel like in hindsight, if they win the coin toss and are going the other way in the first and third quarter, with the ball first in the third quarter, the game probably is the exact opposite outcome. Or at least uh, a close game. Or at least a close game. Justin Tucker missing field goals in the first half still burns my ass. You play it differently if you're up 9-3 at halftime. Did that you hurts. Really score? No, I, I did, and it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not good. good. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. I don't like that. I don't, they, play the, they play this game 10 times in yeah. normal conditions. It's probably six four Ravens. Um, uh, credit credit to the Bills; they played well. Credit to the balls on that guy for taking it out of the end zone. Like you should absolutely just kneel on that. You know, nine times out of ten, you're ending up inside the twenty. You're looking at the whole offensive line in front of you, and there's you know other other positional players. And he, I mean, it turned on that missing a couple field goals yeah. and yeah the bills the bills missed field I mean goal I was frustrated on that play in general because I've watched it a bunch man if Lamar runs that instead of throws which he did a lot during the regular season he gets that in the end zone and it's 10-10 instead of yeah. 17-3 uh it was a terrible decision to throw the the safety was literally playing for the throw he it, you know it's kind of, it was kind of like uh, the Malcolm Butler interception at the end of the Patriots Seahawks game, you know, like Butler made the decision. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to go there. Right. Yep. And, and that was, and he knew it and he was correct. He guessed right. And that was the difference. It felt similar. The safety, you know, the safety he made the decision, you know, he's going to try to go to Andrews. I'm going to bait him that I'm the spy, but I'm going to drop back into coverage. And he was right there for it. Took it to the house. Um, it was tough. And, you know, Lamar Jackson then getting hurt obviously wasn't great. Take any potential chance away that they were going to 
um, make a comeback. Uh, Huntley didn't look terrible, but he was, obviously shoot, it's not the same. Dude. You know, it's not the same thing. I mean, if you uh, honestly kudos to Tyler Huntley for coming in and playing as well as he did. Yeah, he looked. Yeah, he he's a good backup for you going forward. He is a good backup. You don't need to worry about bringing RG three back. You don't need to worry about Trace McSorley. Huntley is your backup going forward if yes. you're if you're the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and similarly, if you had a Ravens teaser leg, sure looked like it was going to get there. It sure looked like it. It sure looked like that. Um, that was tough. And then similarly, um, you know, it's we were at some point when it was clear the Ravens were not going to survive in advance. I was ready to see them lose by the largest margin. And of course, more, Bass missed that freaking gimme field goal that would have made it a seventeen point game, and they would be we wouldn't be in the position right now of a chop. But I don't even know if fourteen or seventeen either. Of those going to hold? I mean, there's only three games left, but. <sighs> I would as tightly as the last three games will be lined. Yes, I think. You think it holds, <clears throat> really? I'd say I say it's sixty forty that it holds. I think it's more likely it holds than it doesn't. I'm not I'm not hopeful, but yeah, I think it holds. So, yeah, Ravens Ravens were a little disappointing. Uh, Patrick just hit this in the chat. They were inside the thirty five times. They got not very many points. The fewest points in the entire playoffs, I think, because the Bears were able to. Scored nine even last week. <laughs> Very frustrating for Pizzola. Um, yeah, frustrating game. Kudos to the Bills, though they played well against a good defense. The the Ravens defense actually played really well. Like, there's a couple of defenses that uh, took it in the shorts because their offense this week, and it would be the Ravens and the Saints. I thought both of those defenses played up. It may not look like it on the scoreboard when you look that Tampa Bay scored thirty, but. Those, those touchdown drives for Tampa Bay were super short. So rough, rough, rough all around. Yeah, Ravens uh, teaser leg not getting there was pretty ugly. But we move on and, yeah, we just uh, we, we move on and start handicapping what the Bills look like against uh, Mr. Henny. Yeah. Um, what did you think? again? So then going back to Chiefs-Browns, I, I guess, like, yeah, sorry, let's – before moving off the bills, um, Josh Allen, they asked him to do some things in this game that weren't really in his strength. The Ravens defended them well. The Ravens defense had been playing well. Um, they were giving him the very short and the far, and he was often trying to make the make the deep throws work, but the weather was not going to let it happen. Um, I didn't think Allen played especially well in that game. I thought he overall looked nervous you know looked uncomfortable um and i thought john brown was a, probably their mvp on a, offense he made some really tough catches that moved the ball you know moved the chains for them a couple important times you know high leverage important times in that game um i thought the offensive line did really well uh off the bills offensive line played excellent in pass pro the Ravens, um, you know, they were like a step late, two steps late, a bunch when they could have made a difference. Um, Allen gets an Oscar for the flop on the, <laughs> the passer penalty for yeah, sure. That was a, that was a um, and I don't know. I guess overall, I think I don't. If you look at if you know, there were a lot of people heading into that game. A common handicapping narrative I heard was. Well, the Ravens just scored 20 against the terrible Titans defense. Like, how are they going to do well against the Bills, right? I don't think you can say 
the Ravens only scoring three tells you much other than it was fluky. Then the Bills defenses, they played up. Uh, and I don't think you can say that the Bills only scoring 10 points of offense in this one means much in a forward sense either. Did you? Would you agree? There's still the Bills offense that we know, which is top five clearly in the NFL, that is capable yeah. of scoring 30 points on you on a given day. I don't think you can take away, well, the offense just scored 10 points against the Ravens last week. How are they going to go toe-to-toe with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs this week? Like, no way. Like, I don't think that's a realistic handicapping angle, is it? Yeah, win- windy game, tough defense. And, uh, the again, the Ravens' defense played well. They only did give – they gave up the 10 points. Uh, and granted, yes, it was windy. There was some trouble with the kicking. And uh, maybe – Allen didn't have his best day ever, but yeah, it, it's an offense that can do what they've done the past couple of weeks. What you saw a few times during the, especially the second half of the regular season, you know, they, they can light up a, you know, a 450 yard game pretty quick. And I think you'll probably see more of that. It'll, depending, it, it'll be exciting to see what the weather is. There's a decent chance. I looked ahead and as much as I bitch about this and rag on you about looking so far ahead at weather, this isn't handicapping. This is Andy getting excited. Handicapping. Okay. Handicapping. Ooh, trademark. <laughs> there is there is a decent chance that we have snow in both games. It's like 50%. Wow. I would love that. That would be that would be my dream championship weekend. Having snow in both both championship games. Keep the margins at like three points. Yeah, keep, keep three nothing both games. No, that'd be awful. But no, I think I think it'd be a lot of fun if we did have snow in both games. So looking forward, that's what I'm excited about. And again, I'm giving you credit. I'm the one who looked up the Gaelic how to say happy birthday in Gaelic, and he's just like, thanks, Drew. <laughs> Shane, that was Andy. Andy is, uh, yes. Andy is on that. Yeah. I can't say it out loud. Um, I don't speak Gaelic. That's a yeah. complicated word, but um, yeah. he did have a question, too, and maybe we'll get to this. We'll get to this. Oh, yeah, we'll get to these in a second. We'll get to the, well, the, hedge, the hedging questions. Yeah. I think we'll always get to fun. after we run through the weekend. The trick with hedging always, make Never sure did. your hedge bet is equally likely to be a plus EV play. Don't just hedge for the sake of it. You want to yeah. make it plus EV play. That is the name of the game. Um, okay. So Chiefs Browns Sunday. Uh, number one, it was how painful was it to get to noon on Sunday for kickoff? Two. Two o'clock your time. How painful yeah. was that? It, was, it took <laughs> oh, forever. Man, that was so my, yeah, my, I, my wife doesn't know what time games are. So, and hopefully she's, ah, she's at work right now. Hopefully she doesn't watch the recap of this one. But like I was thinking, I'm like, God, I could just tell her the game starts at eleven and just go to the office and just like watch Netflix and get just but I mean it, it was it was pretty peaceful though. Well, I didn't want to do chores and stuff. I didn't want to have to get <laughs> do a project. So I did some I did some co- yeah, anything to take your mind off it. It felt like Christmas. Like you're yeah, you're trying to long, kill time. Long so, wait. I mean I was. I made some marinara sauce. I cooked up some other stuff. I I worked a, a little around the house and just said, "Well, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get ready and I'm just gonna go watch basketball." So I am, I am impatient in general, and we're gonna have to be even more patient this week because we don't even get Saturday games. Okay. It, so it took a long time. The game finally got there, and out of the gate, uh, the Browns decided to defer. The coin toss, and it seemed like a mistake, <laughs> right? Kansas City came out. They had a script. It was sharp, 
and they are just went right down the field. Score the touchdown. Bucker missed the extra point. Six nothing hole before you blink, right? And it's like, okay, well, this is going to be a long day. And they come back. You think Baker Mayfield maybe has a little nerves. He's on the road. There's a crowd. You know, it's not, this isn't a 28 nothing. We spotted you a lead type of spot. <laughs> like he's going to have to get it done him damn self. He looked great. He was cool. He moved the ball. He matriculated well. Uh, they run into a little bit of issue from a, you know, the, the Chiefs D makes a couple plays, you know, they, you know, knock down uh, a sack, you know, take, take them into field goal. And it's like, okay. Answering Mahomes touchdown drafts with field goals. This is going. This is not going to go well. But the Chiefs hung in there uh, and down sixteen to three as the first half is winding to a close. Wait, the waning moments. The waning moments of the first half. The Chiefs, the Browns put together. Uh, a, actually, wait a second. Even before going there, the Browns did a decent job. I thought of keeping the chiefs from hitting home runs scoring like in like insanely fast like they made the chiefs kind of do after the first drives. yeah they made them do some more efficient driving they stopped them in the red zone a couple times and then they got the ball back with a chance to take make it a six point game uh and drove the field effectively Baker Mayfield made some very sharp passes. He made great reads of the defense. His players caught the ball when it was hitting them in the hands, which was not always the case when you're a young team in a big moment like that. They played great, and they drive the field. Higgins with a chance to score the game, uh, a game, you know, a half, uh, you know, big momentum swinging touchdown that would have closed the two one score game at halftime. Gets hit in the helmet head to head. It was a very um unfortunate play from a lot of standpoints the refs do not call a penalty so he fumbled I, it through the end zone yeah full timeout everyone knows yeah. the play and th that's something we never did get answered so if you call a personal foul before the play is blown dead sure you you would re you retain possession correct yes I would think so. I didn't I remember we somebody brought it up and then it just never got answered. I brought right it up before we went live because I didn't want to say something stupid. Well, and that, that's right. Yeah, I, I, I still don't so, know the answer to this. So yeah, I think if it, if the ball if the play is dead, he's already fumbled through the end zone, then they call a personal foul after possession has changed. Obviously, it doesn't change anything. But the play is still occurring. But yeah. the, the only thing is like he you know, it was right as he fumbled. And obviously, it's right as he fumbled because he's getting his brain scrambled. That's why he let go of the ball. So I would think it happened if it happened during the play, they would have retained possession. So maybe, you know, maybe one of the biggest no calls, especially since it's such a point of emphasis with the league. Like, hey, we're going to call this now. They have been calling it, lowering the helmet, and the fact that it was just straight up helmet to helmet. The fact that it was near the goal line means there's a line judge standing there. You know, someone is very, very close, and then yeah, they call it in a weird spot in the next game. That's pretty funny. They're so at that. So uh, yeah, I, I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe they didn't call it because it, it did seem, <clears throat> it did seem pretty blatant. Blatant. Like, just that's the right up, call. That's the right word. Yeah, just for straight it. up helmet yeah. to helmet, and you know, if they had called it, it would have been, I'm guessing, first and goal from the one. So obviously, a massive swing if you had a chief. Well, Chiefs tickets didn't catch anyway, but Chiefs teasers, Chiefs money line, Chiefs futures mm -hmm. move on.
-hmm. But yeah, it could have been a very big momentum swing. Even if that's not a real thing, it would have been a very big momentum swing on the scoreboard. So, yeah, and obviously sure. that goes the other way. Yeah. Then they, they kicked the field goal. The, the, after, yeah. After the chiefs get the uh, touchback, they draw, they drove and kicked a field goal. Yeah. Um, another, you know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. So 19, three at halftime, you think game over. Um, not they, so fast. Well, they get the ball to start the second half. Baker Mayfield throws an awful pick. Um, yeah. But again, the defense stepped up and forced a field goal attempt. Now, to this point, the Chiefs have yet to punt. <laughs> they haven't punted all game long. They've scored on every single time they've had their hands on the ball. Yet they only have 22 points. And Pat Mahomes, for what it was worth, he made some great passes. He made some great decisions. He scrambled and got some key first downs. But he wasn't looking 100% thanks to what I would say was pretty clearly a toe injury of some degree of severity that we don't really know. Yeah, if anybody saw a tweet or any information on that, because uh, there was so much talk about the obvious, you know, the big injury, the concussion or concussion-like symptoms caused by that tackle, there was there was very little information on that foot. I don't know if he jammed a toe, if he strained a muscle in his foot, if he just bruised like a a, a foot bone. I'm not sure what happened because we didn't really get clarification on what that injury was. So it'll be interesting to find out what it was to, you know, somebody asked like, how do you think that's going to be feeling in a week? I don't even know what the injury is. If it, you know, and some people in the chat here are saying turf toe, if it's turf toe, that's not great. Like that affects everything, not just your running, but the way you plant your foot to throw. So, yeah, actually, and I, I forget, I forgot, I forgot they didn't even make the field goal there. And no, they, they missed that they missed. field goal. Yeah. And then Baker Mayfield comes back, drives the field, Brown scores touchdown. 19 10. Excuse me, 19 9. That's yeah, well, let me stop you before we get that point, Drew. Kevin Stefanski kicks the extra point so that he made a two score game, a two score game. What the hell is that? So, yeah, I don't. I don't see a big difference between being down nine or ten. Uh, I would have. I would have gone for two. Nine or eight. Uh, a lot of great. a lot of Twitter. A lot of Twitter agreed. So going going for two would have felt like the the spot there to get within eight. So I, I don't know. Yeah, being down by nine is the same as being down by ten, really. Except, you know, if you want to be really going out and talk about, well, if they kick in a you know if they kick a field goal and a touchdown, then it's only tied, but. Still, I would love to have the chance to be within one score at that point. So, yeah, I, I was pretty surprised they didn't go for two there. Yeah, okay. Even as early as it was, people, you know, I've seen some of the talking heads say, oh, you don't chase points that early. But all you do is chase points. That's the game. The game is to score the most points. Like, yeah, that's, Get within a score. Get within a possession. It seems like a, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's literally insane. Um, okay, so 1910. Chiefs drive, short third down conversion, up by nine points. They run Mahomes in a, eh, I guess that was the right spot to try to call a sneak, but he gets driven into the field, tries to stand up, has Bambi legs. See, in, yeah, in, in, the, in the moment, I didn't see his head hit. 
I didn't see, I didn't think he got hit hard in the head. I didn't obviously see the chokehold because of the angle that you're watching the normal games, you know, live from. So when I saw him get up and his leg do that, I thought he tore his knee or some shit. I didn't think at first I was like, Oh no. Like I thought that leg had given out because he couldn't put weight on that leg. And then eventually you see like, Oh no, he's just woozy as shit. What happened here? So I, I guess I was, I thought way worse, worst case scenario at first. Cause you know, you tear a knee up, you're not popping back for the AFC title game. So lots of, yeah, I don't know if we should devote a whole world of time to the, all the speculation that the Twitterverse is doing on this one, but I still, I've watched it five. I'll just say this. I watched it like 500 times. That's a hyperbole, but I don't see how he hit his head that hard. I, I, I if it's, you know, there's tweets going around that maybe, he got choked weird and it made a nerve do something weird and affected his, his made him woozy. That might be a thing. I'm not a doctor. I've never heard of that before. I, but I can buy it because I don't understand where he would have been concussed. It didn't seem like he hit his head that hard. Uh, We'll get the Twitter uh, investigators on it. So be interesting to see if it, if it was just the neck and he pops back, this line is wrong. Neck injuries. That easy to come back from, no problem. And that's the thing we don't know. Like, what's this? You know, somebody just says, "Oh, it's some a nerve got pinched in the neck." Was that something that, like, when you turn your head too fast and you feel that weird twinge and it hurts for twenty minutes, or is it something that affects you for a month? I'm again, I'm not doctor. I ask because I'm curious if he is in the game against the Bills. The two key questions are: Does the toe limit his ability to scramble? And does one hit affect his availability for the remainder of the game, right? Yeah, is, is it something that could be re-injured? I don't think a nerve feels like something like that. But if that toe is hurting and he gets hurt real bad and you know his foot gets way worse and we see Henny again, which Henny composed himself well, I thought. Oh, like yeah, he, he, looked, he, he looked did fine. Except for the just the one god-awful. <laughs> the, arm the punt into the end yeah, zone? Um, all right. So we don't really have a strong feel either way about Mahomes' availability. The market making it 90-10 right now. We'll come back to that as we talk about lines and the openers and the market movement so far. Um, the rest of the game played out not entirely unexpected. Uh, you know, the Chiefs drive, get a field goal in that spot. They're up 22-10. Um, there was a couple of play. There was at least one catch on that drive that was very clearly not a catch that the refs missed did you know you know what i'm talking about and they moved up and they got the ball snapped before they could challenge browns get the ball back they go 75 yards in 18 plays in an eight minute drive and in that they converted how many fourth downs i guess just the one they converted one fourth down it felt like five yeah the one fourth down fourth and three the pass to Austin Hooper, which also was very questionably a catch on the replay. Um, good, good snag, but yeah, it was good snag, but I think it moved after it hit the ground, which is usually enough yeah. for them to say no bueno. Um, but the Browns get a touchdown. And again, they uh they kick the extra point, they're down five. Um again, if they had if they had gone for two earlier and gotten it they could have gone for two again and presumably made it a three-point game but they are down five that's fine 
Um, Chiefs get the ball back. Henny again looks composed, looks fine, except on first and 25 after an illegal block. Crackback block, was crack it? Block. Yeah, that was that was really – and again, we were cheering for the Browns, but that was still an iffy-ass call. There were some iffy-ass calls this weekend. Yeah. Um, they – oh, I was, excuse me, I forgot. They Because the refs missed two catches, Tyreek Hill comes away with a catch on the Browns' sideline. It's clear as day at the end that the ball is in the air and then he catches and then he gets control of it. Stefanski is standing right there and throws the challenge. But on the opposite side of his hip, like if you're looking at it from yeah. the oh, field, yeah. it was completely yeah, like, blocked. Yeah. 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 No way you can see it. And, and really in real time, you're like that bounced off the ground, that right? And then you yeah. see it. And like, There's no reason it would have come that. up in the air unless it hit the ground. No, like, he kind of like popped it. It was yeah, he very it up himself with his hands. So um, it's a bad challenge from our standpoint because we got to see that but as fast I, as they wanted to I, get up to the line i, I guess whatever. said it in the moment i didn't think it was a bad challenge because you had no faith that this crew was making the correct calls in the field and they were hustling up to get that snap off um and that was a big play that was a big third down if i remember correctly um at least it was a shit ton of yards. That was first down. It was twenty three yard completion though. I mean, it was a big swing. And you know, this is a you're you're down. Um, you know, this is a one score game still. And in the end, it ends up not mattering a ton from the scoreboard standpoint because Henny throws a pick, so it's still twenty two seventeen. And you have now the ball at your own twenty. There are seven minutes left in the game, half of a quarter, eight minutes left. Excuse me, eight minutes left in the game. You have eight minutes to go score a touchdown. Okay. What is Stefanski's excuse for the uber conservative play calling on that drive? What was he was basically thinking to himself, I not only have to score a touchdown, but I have to take the clock to zero zero zero. Was that was that what he was thinking? Like, how does he come out with those some of those? I plays? guess, yeah. And that's where I, I I I had the kind of the same thought. Like, is he is he trying to make sure you know the the joke is you know when when somebody score oh too much time in the clock oh too much time for Chad Henney, but you know normally it's like Russell or whoever gets the ball back, but too much time left on the clock. It, it did kind of feel that way, and obviously not a good way to do things sometimes people just overthink things i think especially head coaches in the nfl where it's just like no you need to use you you can't be you know whittling down which plays you should use based on how much time you want to take off the clock this is the time for the best plays you don't you don't worry about putting some best plays on film for next week you don't worry about busting something out of the you know, out of the playbook that you didn't want to use. And this is break the glass in case of emergency. This is the season. And they're yeah. running just early down, right. early down runs. Early that down had runs. No hope. Yeah. That had no, and that's hope. not, Ke and that's not Kevin Stefanski. That's what bothered me the most about that. No, they, it never has been. In fact, that was the narrative that a lot of people in media tried to make the Browns over this running team, but that never was really what they were all about. They were good. They were really good running with the lead. Uh, but you know, this was an opportunity for them to be aggressive, to drive the field, to you know, really put pressure on the Chiefs to come back and score a field goal, and they didn't do it. And fourth and nine at the Cleveland thirty-two, they punt. Now, 
I think this was stupid because if you go for it, you've completely taken the aggressiveness out of Andy Reid's playbook and he goes, settles for run, run, run. We've taken two minutes off the clock. It's the two-minute warning. We kick a field goal. We're up eight. Okay. I'd like to I'd like to push back on that a little because okay. <clears throat> just seeing what they did at the actual end of the you know, you're in an alternate reality where they go for it on fourth and don't get it. But in the actual reality, like the the play calling the pass on fourth down, you know, the routes they ran on third and 14, those weren't uh, let's get some yardage back and punt this. Those were let's get this third down with our backup quarterback routes. Like, I think Andy uh, Reed, maybe Andy Reed, third and 14, that wasn't I mean, let's clear out enough space and try to get our quarterback I, to run. I, I really don't think that was the initial game plan was to have a Chad Henny. I mean, it, he, he didn't look like he was going to throw that pass ever. I, he was back. Go back and watch that play. He was back there for a while. And if it was a clear out play, that's fine. But I don't think that's a play you call is let, let's get this guy moving the ball with his feet on fourth and, or third and 14. Yeah, Either, and, was, and you know what? If that was, if that was the play call and that was the plan, they cleared out a lot of effing room and it worked. So I, I, I mean, disagree that Andy Reid would have been. I feel, and I feel like what they were doing on offense, the game may have been over anyway because I think they're able to get a couple first downs down on the other end. I mean, just the game, the game probably ends the same way, except they're in a different part of the field. Really, sure. truthfully, I don't think that I don't think the field goal ever happens. The game's over either way. Right. But it, 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 you know, regardless, you go for the fourth down. Do you go for the fourth down if you're Andy Reid and you're on your opponent's twenty-two? Or you just take the field goal. I think he still does. He's an end the game kind of guy. Okay. All right. Well, a lot more, uh, yeah, a lot, is, a lot higher. Maybe. You're a lot more susceptible to criticism going for fourth down when you could have taken points than you are. I don't think he gives a shit about criticism. Anyway. Okay. So regardless, the uh, I I say the third, okay they punt. Chiefs get the first down. They do it on the back of two incredible plays. One was the third and fourteen. Browns let the Chiefs scramble for 13 and a half yards incredibly. Um, spot I thought was aggressive in favor of the Browns. <laughs> and then I, like I, I thought he I thought he might have got it, but he didn't. Um, and he goes for it. Uh, but the reason I say con with some with confidence that that was a clear out play and that was a design quarterback run the whole time. Andy Reid called the entire second half of that game like Pat Mahomes was out there. And I've seen them call that play for Pat Mahomes to get a first down with his legs to ice a game so often. They they the even mentioned game. it. I mean, to, to your oh, credit, they mentioned it earlier in the game how many times uh, Patrick Mahomes has run for a first down it's, on third and that is That is their bread and butter, getting those first downs converted on the ground with Mahomes when it's third and long and everyone's I'm like, we've got to prevent I'm a 20 sure any of those are called. I'm not sure any of those are called runs. It's just... Oh. No, 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 no. I think it's an, it's a, he has the option because of the clear out where you you have you have great receivers. You have an elite two headed attack. You have an elite tight sure. end and great sure. receivers. It, it, if one of them gets separation, you're golden. If not, you've cleared out like eight yards of space for somebody with usually a good foot. So it's uh yeah he Andy Reid doesn't give an F. He he as uh, Ryan says he would uh. He says font given F. Can't even type. He's <laughs> but uh it yeah, I think he goes for four. Just just the fact that he was I mean you you're making my point for me. How aggressive he was play calling with Henny in there. I think he goes for fourth down. If it's fourth and one at like the 20, I think he ends the game. 
Hmm. Just end the game. Like he's he's an end the game guy. So okay. I think and, a lot of incentives change if they if the if the Chiefs have the ball starting at their own thir- at the Cleveland thirty two. I think that it, that drive ends in a field goal and two minutes off the clock. But regardless, uh, Browns never see the ball back. Kevin Stefanski's gonna regret a lot of the way that the last eight minutes played out in that game because it ended with a four minute. You killed the clock on yourself and got one first down, and then you. Turn, you give the ball back with four minutes to go, and you never saw it again. <laughs> it was the it was the opposite of how a normal a normal team should be thinking. If you just have two like average coaches, the coach who was behind was a, was very conservative, and the coach with the with the lead was super aggressive at the end, calling that I love that pass play, the little stupid pass play that they called. On fourth, fourth and one, one to, to Hill. Everything about Hill. that was beautiful. The way they set it up. Just, the way yeah, the fact that yeah, it yeah. with five seconds left. Um, I literally was like, wow, we are really going to go through this again where we try to get a team off sides to convert a fourth. <laughs> they down. fooled like, everyone. Again, really? We're really going to do it's, this? Yeah. It's and been then they mentioned four seconds to go, and it was like, oh. They sold oh. that. <laughs> they sold that so well because nobody moved. Even and, – and Romo is, is fooled and – like yeah. every everybody, I mean, he's like they're they're not snapping this. They're not, and the way they're standing, like everyone was just kind of standing there, and you know they they weren't moving, and it, it looked like one of those classic. We're just gonna snap it a bunch. Everyone's been told, don't you fucking move a muscle. We're not snapping this ball, and then yeah. and then they go and do that, and it was that that's what made that's what made it amazing. Yeah, it, the way that they pulled it off, it had a hundred percent chance to succeed. I know Tyreek Hill could bobble it and drop it or something stupid, but he's Tyreek Hill. He's got, you know, he's got just out out of this world hands. He's not going to drop that. So I don't know. Well done. Well done by them. You want to win plays, gays in the playoff. You have to have balls like that. They do it. I thought it was very, very well, well done by all. Um, and Cleveland Browns cover the 10. The second half under never really <laughs> threatened <laughs> at all. 28. <laughs> yeah, even uh, though we, we missed the uh, best of the number, any, any number cashed in the second half under. Yeah. Um, so, Kansas City, Buffalo, we'll get to in a bit. Obviously, the key questions all revolve around Mahomes, neck and foot. Um, head, neck and foot, I guess. The nightcap, disappointing way for Drew Brees to end his career, but probably ultimately not going to change anybody's opinion on him one way or the other. He was just kind of a guy that got compiled a lot of stats and was very, very good uh, throughout his entire long, awesome career. Um, never... Never really felt like um, he was going to be the difference for the Saints team this season, right? Um, yeah, it's a couple guys who've proved that they could. You know, I don't want to put him in the same stratosphere as what Russell Wilson can do in multiple facets of his game. But <clears throat> kudos to short quarterbacks. Like that was a that was a knock on him, off like twenty years ago, if people remember Drew Brees coming out of college. But he did it. Uh, it was, Weird. Remember, he was in uh, he was in San Diego for a little bit. Goofiness. Yeah. That was San uh, Diego traded uh, their pick to the Falcons to draft Mike Vick. They took Ladanian Tomlinson, and when then with the first pick in the second round, they took Drew Brees. That was a long, long, long time ago. It feels like it was a long time ago. But either way, yeah, a good career. He was a great quarterback. He was. He's not in that stratosphere of you know the best of all time. He was great, but yeah, it was a lot of compiling of stats over many, many years with a really good coach, a good coaching staff. I mean, he had Peyton for almost all of his career, minus the San Diego years and the one year Peyton was suspended for being a scumbag. Um, 
But yeah, real good. It, it's tough to see a guy go out like that. But I don't think people remember that. And somebody no, brought up sure. no, somebody brought sure. up the Marino. Like Marino lost like sixty to five in his last game. People don't remember. Well, I'll never people forget that. Yeah, yeah. People don't. People remember. <laughs> I'm just. You know, I'm the kidding. Highlights, I don't yeah, remember. The, the you know people are going to remember him holding his kid at the Super Bowl with the headphones on. People are going to remember the connections he's made with the you know all these receivers over the years. It's like I you don't re you remember Marino for the fake snap and some of the stuff he did. Oh yeah, which is great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but Jameis looked better. Yeah, well, I, love the, I love the trick play. Um, we'll, again, we'll spend we'll spend some good amount of time talking talking about the saints in their future in the off season. I don't really yeah. know what they ought to do, but this is, I guess going to this game specifically. Um, is it fair to say Brady succeeded in spite of the coaching? Yeah, the coaching wasn't great. It was uh, kudos to the defense. It was, I, I'd say partly the defense, partly breeze. Uh, they weren't all completely his fault. The one was a weird deflection off the receiver, but you know, the, the other defender got in the way and kind of, caused some interference, not not in the penalty sense, but some interference by getting his hands up and the ball knocked off the receiver's like shoulder blade and went up and or collarbone really and went up in the air. But kudos to that defense, the fumble recovery, the picks, getting Brady set up in short fields because Tampa wasn't great. Like they, they scored on short fields. Essentially, you know, New Orleans, New Orleans win that wins that game as much as Tampa should win that game, if not more. New Orleans was much better on defense, I felt like. They just didn't get the turnovers. I don't think they got a turnover. So you, you lose the turnover battle like that, you're not going to win a game against a team that you're maybe three or four points better on uh, you know, at home. So super, super rough ending for them because they probably should be in the title game. But at the same time, I think it's probably – I mean, it's a worse coach, but it's a better quarterback, better offense. I'm more excited to see Brady – Rodgers than Brady. Oh, by a lot, by a lot, by, by, um, by quite a bit. So, oh, by a lot. Yeah, we talked about it at halftime. The, the best outcome for football fans was yeah. Brady and the Bucks going through. Um, Breeze, I think it was crazy in hindsight how quickly that turned because it was twenty to thirteen. They had a seven point lead. They stopped the Bucks. They're driving, and of course, of course, a guy that we I have complained to you about constantly this season, Jared Cook catches the ball and he he has so little um respect for securing that football it, it there has been so many times i've had a saints position Loaf of bread. In, either in game or pre-game or halftime and you see jared cook running around with that thing you know out yeah way out or just exposed and of course of course that Sh shady mccoy style just yes. yeah. yeah, just like, well, I don't care what happens to this thing. And of course he fumbles. And that ends up being an enormously important momentum killer, drive stopper. Bucks get the ball inside Saints territory, short field. They score a touchdown, uh, 20 to 20. And at that point, now you're thinking, okay, well, now the Bucks realistically need to uh, don't let Jared Cook. Um, now the Bucks realistically need to, uh, you know, I'm excuse me, the Saints need to make this a field goal game and hold on and try to kick the game winning la the fat last field goal wins here. Um, but yeah, Breeze can't do it. He can't do the simple stuff, which is the reason you have him there in the first place, which is show the high efficiency short passes. He couldn't do it. He threw his pick. 
the first pick was bad. It was on him. The second pick was obviously not. But either way, it didn't matter. pressure in his face in the first one, but throwing it to that spot was awful. I mean, it right to a guy. Yeah. The and second one wasn't, wasn't his fault. But for the most part, like it, it was shit. After the turnovers, it was shit. Uh, some people complained about some of the refs. Um, you know, I, I've, it was funny because this is what becomes when you get to playoff football or high leverage football with fans, you see people, I've seen people complaining just as hard for both sides. Like I'm there always. was someone saying Tampa was getting so screwed. There was somebody that was amazed that the refs were so in Tampa's pocket. Like what you, we can't have it both ways, guys. What's going on? Who's the refs are equally bad for everybody. They yes. were complaining. Oh, they took a touchdown off the board with that that block. Like, no, the guy's back was to him when he pushed him, and it was right by the ball carrier. Like, it was it was pretty clearly something they call every single Sunday. Like, they're not going to let you get away with a block in the back right where the ball carrier is. So yeah, I actually, it's, it's and tough. honestly, I was I was confused because when they announced that call, they gave the wrong number, and so every yeah. time I watched the replay, I was looking out for like number thirty eight, and I'm like, uh, he didn't do anything. But it was 98 or whatever. Anyway, and it yeah. was a clear block in the back. Clear, clear, clear as day. Um, the referees, the refereeing was a little biased in favor of New Orleans, but not so much that it changed the game whatsoever, in my opinion. I um, would agree with that. Uh, fundamentally, it came down to uh, New Orleans defense played well. Uh, the Bucks' offense continues to be stymied by their own decision-making, their own sequencing, their own uh, play design. It's not good. Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich are hamstringing this team, and Brady is overcoming it. It's incredible to see. And I have been not been a Brady stand this year at all. I was very, very un, uh, unclear if this was the right fit for between you know personnel and team. Brady has been outstanding the last half of this season. He is throwing perfect balls. He is they anytime he is not under significant duress from the middle of the field. He is delivering strikes, and they, it is cool to see him perform at this level at this stage in his career. Hat his tip arm to him, is fine. Hat tip to him and his team uh, for keeping him in such amazing shape, and really for getting you know for for everything that they're doing for the Bucks, getting these players back on the field. I see Vita yeah, Vea just, amazingly is coming back from a broken ankle. The ener- <laughs> the ener- yeah, the energy that Tom has injected into this team really has been something especially when it comes to recovery i that's all i'll say yeah yeah and honestly um and playoff lenny shit on leonard for net well, like yeah he has fresh legs he hasn't run in three years like are you looking at stats to just say that his impact on the game was positive no i mean it wasn't negative he was fine playoff playoff lenny was overblown but he wasn't bad he wasn't like a hindrance that we've seen i mean how many times he wasn't he wasn't an enormous minus sign which he has been in in the past where it's like stop giving him the ball he has like 1.4 yards per carry yeah for sure he was it wasn't like it wasn't that bad i agree um but the idea that they are that their fortunes in this playoffs they think it hangs on how well leonard fournette is doing and how many touches they give him is insane to me i can't believe that that's how you're going to go to war here with leonard fournette when you have this embarrassment of riches in the passing offense and tom brady throwing fucking darts he i i guess i get i guess my major takeaways for the game brady is on fire 
Brady's offensive line is playing very, very well. And in general, they're kind of healthy offensively, weapons in general. There's, defense, uh, there's an Antonio Brown MRI today. Oh, that's right. Thank you. I forgot about that. Um, Which, the defense, if, he, if he's out, you still have two high-end receivers, two Brait. Christ's sakes, Brait's the better tight end right now. You have two good tight ends. We don't even talk about Scotty and Tyler Johnson. Like They have so many good receivers. It's it is an embarrassment of riches. So it's it is funny that it's funny that they're getting Fournette as many touches as they are. Maybe it's a surprise factor. Like, man, look at all these receivers. They're not going to ha- really hand off to Lenny, are they? And then they, I, oh I, shit, here comes Lenny. Scotty Miller. I've, Patrick's making a great point here. He made a he made a better move than I've seen Antonio Brown make all season. Scotty Miller's good. Tyler Johnson is good. Third down. Tyler Johnson made an amazing catch. Scotty Miller made a killer move to get separation and convert a key third down for the Bucs. Um, realistically, this offense is going to be a challenge for the for the Packers defense. Uh, and the Bucks defense in this game, I didn't think they came in with the greatest play, like the greatest plan, no. right? Like they looked, they got their pants well, pulled down. The plan on, was to have 30-yard fields the whole game. They got their pants pulled down on the most obvious trick play that I've seen in a while. Uh, you mean you, Jameis Winston is on the field for Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara is taking a direct snap? I'm sure yeah, this is just just, very just standard. This is a very standard off-guard run. Yeah, let's could keep your eye on your gap, boys. No, that was gap obviously, obviously going to be uh, an attack down the field. Fun they did troll it. job that they used the same play that the it Bears was. couldn't. It was. It was. They threw it at a better spot. They had a lot more room to work with, and he, he, threw, it, he threw it perfectly. Perfect. He threw it right on line. Um, he yeah, was perfect. Ball. I mean, he beat coverage perfect. That was awesome. So, but 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 the Bucks defense made it. You know, they they made some key. They took they took the ball. The key takeaways in the second half. That's what they did to Rodgers, by the way, in game one. Uh, they had some. They knew that Breeze was not going to beat them down the field, so they over. You know they they were got real aggressive on that short intermediate stuff and they made it count and that's all you can really ask for. Todd Bowles made some nice in game adjustments. Uh, overall, the Bucks defense did fine. I don't think they're as good as what we saw. Oops, uh, I don't think they're as good as what we saw in the um, uh, holding the Saints to twenty points in that game. That was a lot of that was on Drew Brees and the turnovers. Um, we got to let's let's get into the let's get into the openers now or really yes. the, the no, there's only two there's only two games to talk about one is basically a, a a hard guessing game at what what the books and i mean if you want to explain because you explained this better than i did explain why you believe and i believe you're right the books think mahomes is more likely to play than not to play you have it at 60 40 according to the numbers, what you said before. I said 90 still, 10. Are you, are you, oh, who said 60 40? All right. If you say 90 10, I think that's a bit aggressive, but explain yourself, Drew. Uh, a fair market price was determined before this game started, and it's Kansas City minus three and a half. And a price currently of Kansas City minus three tells me that there is about 90, 90% confidence in Mahomes goes. And I think that's a lot of that is speculative based on rumor, innuendo, stuff coming out of the building, optimism among Chiefs fans, optimism among Chiefs backers, optimism among, you know, Chiefs personnel probably and what they're telling people, right? I mean, like there's a lot of optimism that he goes and it's reflected in the number. If this is minus three now currently, uh, and there's, you know, there's been a decent amount of, uh, you know, support on this this week, you know, know, today. 
there's been a decent amount of more, more support for Kansas City based on everything coming out. I think it's it's the market reflects a 90% chance Mahomes goes. Now, a lot of the market action, like I mentioned on the on one of the scopes we did last night, they took a lot of action on Buffalo outside of the three. At yeah. five and a half, four and a half, three and a half. And when they opened Buffalo as a small favorite, a lot of people um, you know, took took their opportunity uh to capture that middle, which is why there was such a violent correction um when there really was no information. But now that there is information, the move from two and a half to three tells you that the probability of Mahomes going is ninety percent. Do you agree? I'd say 70-30, just because they're hanging it on kind of a, a bit of a safe number, aren't they? They they didn't go full three and a half, and and they they did take money to get to here, where the, you know a lot of places did open this like pick uh, in lower limits, and they wanted to test the waters. But I would agree. I mean, I, I agree. I think Mahomes is playing. I think the market agrees. It's really hard to give it up you know a percentage like that but well they're in a hugely I'm, advantage I'm probably position. close there they're in a hugely advantaged position because a market fair a three and a half is includes a, a cheese tax yeah right so they're actually probably pretty close to what an actual fair is yeah. at three so they're in a very nice position where they can hang this at three and take you know right action each way on a fair number uh, and if Mahomes moves to three and a half, they're going to write a shit ton of KC minus three and a half tickets on Sunday. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think that's probably this, this is, is going to be a good weekend to be a bookmaker. I think it doesn't matter what they did or what they'll do; they're going to be underwater in Chiefs money. Yeah, unless it's up to like four and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could I could see resistance at three and a half, four. There'll be people. Three, that I don't are, think it gets past three and a half. Honestly. No, there'll, there'll be people. There'll be enough money that'll want three and a half and four that that, that would pounce back quickly. But I think either way, they're going to be needing the bills. They're taking ten k right now on Chiefs minus three. They're taking only three k on the total of fifty four. Um, that's another good in- indicator that Mahomes is ninety percent. That total is not fifty four. If this is if this is more than a 10% chance that Ch- Chad Henney comes out of that tunnel, right? Yeah. It's probably more. So yeah. No, that it's it's interesting. I I took a three. I'm just gonna say it. I think he plays. I'm gonna take a three. Kansas City, you're you're on the Chiefs. I took it. I think they're fine. I like the aggr- again, going back to what we said, I like the aggressiveness at the end. I like I mean, I like this team. There's just not there's not much to say about it. I, I make it like four, so I'm fine mm-hmm. taking a flat three. I got a cheap three today, and I, I don't know if it moves much. I don't know if it mattered how early I grabbed it. I'm just I'm I'm gonna sit and stake a flag on it. I like the Bills, but man, we are just as much as I love Josh Allen and the steps forward he's taken. He still does have some questionable decisions. He's he's liable to throw a bad ball here too. And you can't do that in a game. I mean, it, it might be similar to what we saw with the Raiders games where it's just a back and forth and one or two bad balls, especially if it's a turnover are going to end up with you losing by 10. Like you, yeah. It's it, the Buffalo defense is nothing to write home about. I agree. Um, okay. Yeah. I think that's reasonable. Uh, if you want. So basically market prediction three is going to go to three and a half. And and the total goes to fifty six. Total goes to fifty six. Yeah. 
Snow? Wind? I don't see wind. I'm seeing snow. And if snow gets in, maybe maybe some people will believe the snow is enough to drive the total down. I didn't see wind. I was seeing just snow. So I think it's always a little windy out there in the plains, but not not crazy. A wintry mix is possible. I'm seeing winds of seven miles an hour with winds gusts of 21. Yeah, that's just the Midwest in the winter. Yeah. Um, Okay. Tampa Bay, Green Bay is the first of the two games. Maybe a lot more to sink your teeth into here from a handicapping standpoint. We've seen this come down from four to three and a half. I think it goes to three. I don't have we talked about this? Did I already tell you this? No, but I, I would uh those numbers they open, they open like three for we talked about uh why would they open pretty much the same exact number for Tampa or New Orleans when they had hypotheticals up with before the game was played? Green Bay was one Green Bay had won, and we'd seen you know a line for three on either one. And again, lower limits, you know, look ahead stuff, but at the same time, I thought, well, that's probably fair, right? if you want to make it three and just I guess putting up 30 points against the Saints might drive some more hunger for Tampa and again there's going to be some there's going to be weird money that comes in once you get this far into any playoffs once you get to the championship round there's going to be big ass bets hedging against big ass futures and that's where I wonder what we'll see in Green Bay because Green Bay was you know they weren't they weren't way down, but they weren't one of the top favorites in the NFC. They were co-favorites to win the North with the Vikings. I'm guessing 20, 25 to one to win. Whereas Tampa was, you know, some people at 35. So uh, you might see it on both sides, but uh, with all the excitement and all the people that took big positions on Tampa futures, you know, you, you could see some Green Bay, Green Bay money line, Green Bay, whatever you people I wouldn't expect somebody would tease it for any reasonable amount across zero to hedge and hedge something. That's not really an option with this number, but you do see some big money coming in hedging off some of these futures. I don't know how much that affects the market. Probably Green not Bay, all that much. Green Bay was 30 to one to win the Super Bowl on, uh, on, 30 to one. on, uh, September 7th. Tampa so Bay maybe, was 10 to one. <clears throat> yeah. Ta- like over the summer, Tampa was the big number. People, oh yeah. What, if you, if, yeah. Yeah. We know people that got in before Brady was uh, confirmed to the Bucks at sixty to one and forty to one. Yeah. So you know, I don't know how much people were able to get down on that if they're actually looking to, you know, hedge oh, huge tens, tens of thousands for sure. I, I yeah, there are some tickets out there that are pretty big. So it'll it'll be it's always interesting to see what uh, you know what some of these tickets you get to see this week on social media for some of these huge prices when somebody like Buffalo, Buffalo wasn't, uh, I'm sure they weren't a small number going into the season. Uh, it was, you know, and then pre Brady again, pre Brady news that kind of affects both at championship games before Brady moved. Obviously Buffalo's number wasn't the same when he was still a new England quarterback, things were quite different. So I'll be curious to see if somebody has some massive Buffalo tickets. That would be fun. Buffalo was thirty to one. Also, yeah, uh, at kickoff season kickoff, Kansas City was plus four fifty. So yeah, your favorites were probably what Niners, Cowboys, Seahawks. Ravens Saints. were five. Ravens were five to one to win the Super Bowl. Um, the Cowboys were twelve to one. Niners were ten to one. 
Yeah. <sighs> none of those teams are, ain't, ain't none of those teams around right now, but um, no. yeah, from, uh, a, from a handicapping standpoint, I guess it is all the nice things we just said about all these wide receivers <clears throat> and all the, and you know how Tom Brady's passing the ball, the touch he's putting on it, the accuracy, the, just the reads he's making, getting it to the right guys. It seems like every time the green Bay defense is not great, but more susceptible against the run. Is it playoff Lenny time again? It seems likely, right? Honestly, the the way they were willing to use him, I bet you see him a bunch because he'll probably he'll probably be successful against this this pass, you know, this pass there, this rush defense. He's got the right matchup. This guy raises a very interesting point about Kansas City being minus one oh five at win bet. Ooh, interesting. That's a good price. That is a good price. Cheaper than than offshore. Um I okay, so I am not saying that the Buccaneers are the right side. At four, they might be. Jesus. At four, yes. Um, I'm just telling you that I think it's likely that that goes down to three. I think that that game goes off at Green Bay minus three. That's my my educated guess. Um, I think it is likely that the Chiefs go off at three and a half or four. Um. So do with that information what you will in terms of planning your market entry because that's important. These are games right around a field goal. It's going to be important to get the right best of the number. Totals. The game is four, I make it a three. Like this one is four, I make it a three. The other one's three, I make it a four. These are close. Like they're all fairly close. So don't you, I don't know how nuts you want to get on this weekend. There's especially when there's a you know the magnitudes of how many props last last year was one billion times easier to yeah. handicap championship yeah just yeah we just like we're gonna bet on the 49ers it was there's orders of magnitude easier last year than this year uh these are very tough sophisticated handicaps somewhat coin flippy yeah. couple things to point out buccaneers third week in a row on the road Buccaneers, warm weather team going to play outside. Obviously, Tom Brady is familiar with playing outdoors in January, but a lot of those other guys like the warm weather. So his blood thinned out, though he said. I think he's, we can get Alex Guerrero on that real quick. Let's thicken up that yeah, blood. Thicken, yeah. thicken up that thicken blood. Up that blood. Um, I think fifty-four on Bills Chiefs goes up, especially as we get more and more positive news, likely on Mahomes. Yeah, I think fifty um, and a half. For the Bucks and the Packers goes down. down. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? If Antonio Brown, if that injury turns out to be bad, that might be a cause for it. And it shouldn't be. It like shouldn't losing, be. No. no. It shouldn't be, but it, it might. So if you, fact, I, I would agree. If you want that under, I would bet that now. If you want the over, just because we do believe Mahomes will play, I think both of yeah. those will move. Do you think that there's going to be some market signal this week that's just totally bullshit? Like not information? Yeah. Uh, yeah every every week we've had that in the playoffs so it's just like all the rams money this seems like this seems like a weekend where that might be even more so though i gotta guess who knows um okay andy reed just did his presser stuff oh yeah it didn't move the number no i'm just kidding Oh, he but, did. I mean, just, he did. I mean, not- I mean, we we have. I mean, the we have news. Like it, it, he is in protocol, so we'll just have to see how that 
progresses from here. Right now on Sunday, the forecast calls for 35% chance of snow, 26 degrees, winds 10 miles an hour, wind gusts of 23 miles an hour, 95% cloud cover. That's about what they were calling for last week, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually turned out a little warmer. I think it was closer to 40. Not a bad day up in Green Bay in January, all things considered. If it's cold, it's cold. You know, Tom has played plenty of cold weather games. I'll never forget the the Raiders playoff game. I can tell you where I was watching that. It was amazing. Fuck that Vinatieri way back. My God, that was Balco days for the Raiders. Huh. Old old school. Speaking of speaking, of Alex Guerrero. I think Alex Guerrero. You know, he taught coaching trees. He might be in the Balco coaching tree. I'm not sure how that all worked out. We'll, we'll figure it out down the road. But yeah, if it's a cold weather game. Obviously, it's slight advantage to Green Bay if you really, but I mean, it's kind of baked in, right? Um, it's advantage Green Bay. Yeah. Although it's, you know what it is? It's advantage playoff Lenny. And uh, a little, again, a little advantage both. They will be having fans again, um, you know, spread out, but it did. It did get pretty loud at some of these games last weekend where they had fans, like uh, especially like it felt like shit. There's a lot of people at Buffalo. Like it, it got really loud at certain points, so that's uh, that's fun. I've enjoyed that. You know, I'm I'm all for let's try to be safe and not do anything stupid. But Christ, I love the roar of the crowd. That's been great. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, well, and it's a big part of why home field matters. Week. I got a lot of work to do to try to flesh out an edge in either of these games. Don't really have a position right now. Haven't made a bet yet. Probably just going to fade some steam at some point. (laughs) I don't have a, I don't have a straw read on this week at all. Um, We'll see. No, it's a a tough week and maybe, and maybe we will dig into some props. Get some good games, you know, some real tight, real good, close games. Is that asking for too much? Couple of one point victories. Yeah, that, four. Four, yeah. four for the couple four, of four point Chiefs victories. by four, Packers by four. That's fine with me. Yeah. That'd be a good and and again That'd we mentioned this. Uh, yeah, we can't there there's no there's no situation where we don't have a cool Super Bowl now. That's true. We'll have, Super Bowl will be good, period. I mean, essentially, I'm I'm trying to think if we're leaving anybody out, but Diggs, Adams, Tyreek, and I mean, pick your everyone. Pick your, yeah, Evans. Everyone got him. Like, yeah. You're going to have a couple of high end top five elite receivers. Mm-hmm. You're going to have average high end, an average. You're not going to have like Tampa's the best defense left. And Are they're, they? They're probably. Uh, I can't. I don't have a good signal on the Packers because no, they played such an easy schedule. Pack, Packers defense is weird. They have some players that can flash, but I don't think they're good. I'm not saying Tampa's defense is great, but they're the best one left. You bring up a great point. So there's no good defenses left. This is oh, I got a lot of I got some I'm starting to think out some betting angles now. This is working. Okay. All right. We'll think yeah. a lot more about this. We got some more. We'll do a, we a great guest coming up on Wednesday. We'll do this normal time, eight Eastern on YouTube only. So if you don't subscribe to YouTube yet, pop over there, follow us on that, and we will be when is the Pro Bowl game, Shane? There's no Pro Bowl game. There's a goddamn pandemic going on. And they, they've just said 
like the Pro Bowl is so dumb anyway. Why are we going to do it when we have this, you know, all the protocol and testing? So they're just going to honor people for making the Pro Bowl instead, which is probably, honestly, I hope that's something that, uh, that continues. So I will, uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be cheering for a Green Bay, Kansas City Super Bowl. I think that's the most fun. Yeah. And if you're from Minnesota, extra, extra motivation to cheer for Tampa because of Tyler Johnson and Antoine Winfield. They drafted half the Gophers last year. And if you're from Buffalo, jump through some tables, get excited. It's just might be your time. Good stuff. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. Best of luck to you between now and then. And hit the music. Virtual Pro Bowl. They should be. They should play it on Madden. Oh, that's exciting. Three days left to get your sweatshirt. Ryan says so.